like the mind because it all comes from there first. And then everything else is, do you have the capacity to like execute it and take it forward? So yeah, that's your computer. Like you got to take care of your computer. And in order for you to stay on track, you got to make sure that you're, you're taking in the right commands so that when you decide to hit execute, you know, it, it comes out regardless of it. Welcome back to Run the Layers. I'm your host, Creative Bobby. And on this episode, I have videographer, photographer, game streamer, all around creative person that needs to take charge more and do more content because she's awesome. Uh, Janessa Smith, aka Knockout Ness. How are you AKA doing? AKA the queen of hyphen life, you know? <laughs> What's that word you use? Uh, <laughs> multi-hyphenate multi i'm queen multi-hyphenate like i i just have a little bit of everything under my umbrella and um something's bound to get wet because not all of that can fit up under here um but i don't know i like to think of myself as a, a little you know a maven of sorts um but you know <sighs> Jack of all trades is a master of none. So it's like, I got to sharpen my, my knife somewhere. I just got to pick which one I want to do. Yeah. I'd be fussing at Janessa a lot. Cause she don't be, uh, <laughs> cause the thing is with myself and Janessa, we're the same in the sense that we always have like a bunch of ideas. So she's like the manifestation of what goes on in my head where it's like all these ideas where to start. And then you're like, Whoo, there's a lot of ideas. Uh, <laughs> And I like to plan stuff. So I like, so the plans part is always fun for me. But then when it's like, okay, the road meets the road, you got to actually put all this content out. It's like, oh, it's a lot of content. <laughs> Lately, I've been good, but you typically, I'm like, nah. But I like, I like the growth in you because you be, you be talking about stuff I don't know nothing about. You be talking about all this equipment stuff and you got streaming stuff and green screen and all this stuff. So that's why I'd be fussing at you because you got so much talent and you got so much know-how on the stuff that mm -hmm. whenever I see you shine, I'm like, see, that girl, that girl be shining. See, I'm a, I'm a student of the world. I, I like to learn a little bit of everything from that, like, surrounds me. Like, I I observe a lot and then from there, you know, I'm just like, I wanna learn that. And then I can like pick it up real fast. But my problem is I will pick it up and it's kind of like a little kid in a store with a bunch of plushies and they want to hold all of them. You know, eventually your arms are gonna fill up. So it's just like I'm trying to get to the point where I can, you know, define like, okay, what is it that I really want to focus on? Cause it's like, I can cook, I can do videos, I can edit. Um, if I want to, I could be a whole personality, which I'm working on that now. And I feel like I'm having a lot of fun doing that. And um, I don't want it to fizzle out. Cause what happens is I'll start out real strong mm. and then eventually I'll get bored with it. And I blame that on my ADD brain, but it's just like, <clears throat> everybody got ADD these days. So it's just like, you see all these people being productive. Why can't you do the same? And for me, I will get into that like little hole that I dug in myself with self-doubt and just sit in it. And I'm like, 
I guess I'll just clean my room and uh, <laughs> think of the next idea. But it's just like, no, like you need to keep pushing and you need to keep working on it. And, you know, like keep sharpening that sword. And next thing you know, you're going to be able to, you know, go in a fight and slay that dragon. Um, so, yeah, it's just I love to do so much, but I have to realize that I do have a capacity cap. I am I am only human you know so it's just like this only yeah bandwidth there's only but so much i can do i can't overload my cpu or Mm. else i'm gonna shut down like real quick and that's not good been there done that got the t-shirt um (laughs) (laughs) so what does creativity mean to you (sighs) creativity creativity to me is the purest form of like self-expression so it's just like it's something that's unique to your dna signature and whether it's like um painting singing cooking uh even the people who aren't as creative that that feel like oh i'm not artistic a lot of those people are very very good like creative thinkers like they have the big imaginations and those are the people that make the best creative directors And it's just like, in order for you to be an effective creative director, you got to get a good team. And those are the people that maybe they don't have an idea of where they want to go with their art. And so you can give them like, you know, like tips because, you know, you might be a more logical person or a more um, technical thinker versus the the loose artistic side. You've seen that like diagram of the brain where it's like, half and usually they make the the more um like a digital half and then the the artistic half is just like all whimsical and stuff Mm -hmm. and then the the digital half is more like it's more grounded um you're thinking you know straight you're not as abstract what you're thinking there are some people that are able to be abstract thinkers but they don't know how to put it into put it on paper or bring it into fruition so they have to have that help from the more you know creative brain person Mm -hmm. you know that can that can you know do that art but they might need that grounding Mm. so it's just like I know for me I I do a little bit of both I feel like my brain is super balanced but at the same, same time whenever I get super organized I feel a creative block and then when I get creative that's when my room is messy and um, my desk has crap all over it and I'm so unorganized, but I'm so focused on what I'm doing. I'm not paying attention to everything else around me. And so after it's done, I'm looking and it, you know, I'm just like a tornado just flew through my room. How, when did this happen? And it comes from like days of just like uh, doing something fun and creative that like the responsibilities kind of get pushed to the side and I'm doing the autopilot based things like just feeding myself taking a shower and making sure the bed is made but like there's stuff all over the floor and the living room's a mess and next thing you know I realize I have company coming over in an hour and I got to clean up you know so (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's just um I really feel like even people who don't think that they're super artistic they can still have a creative mind like, I feel like everybody's creative to a certain extent, but it's just you putting that, that signature on it. That's yours, their own personal thing. It's like, you could take something and recreate it 
and put your style on it. And then eventually you do that enough times, people are going to be able to call that style out. Mm. And that's like, that's pretty much like a calling card of some of my favorite like directors or like visual artists. Like I can always usually tell like who did it based on like um, certain lines that are put in it or curves or like uh, just, just particular, you know, like, you could tell that that gen, it has that je ne sais quoi, like it's there, and you're just like, oh, I know who did that. Such and such did that, and right now that's what I'm working on developing. But right now I got to get my skill set up first, mm. then I can, you know. So right now I'm being the more logical person and keeping myself, you know, um, on track. But also like if I want to develop a style, I can develop a style once I get good at doing the thing that I want to do. Mm. That's that's real. That's real. I almost feel like the creative side, like one, I'm 36 years old and this is the first time I think I'm really taking hold to the concept of you have to like discipline yourself and you have to like manage yourself. Yeah. So there's like the I'm, you know, grown man, uh, have to keep house part where it's like, but then there's like the creative Robert side that I have to keep him in check. Because he's going to be like, let's just do these things. Because with me, yeah. my idea turns into 15. Because it's like, oh, this is good. And then that triggers this. And then that triggers this. And then before you know it, I'm like, the, what my goal was to do my budget. But somehow I'm doing some kind of graphic over here that I'm posting on Instagram. And I'm like, well, that's mm -hmm. the fun stuff. And then you gravitate more towards the fun stuff than the stuff that you actually like have to do as an adult. Because being an adult kind of sometimes gets in the way of my creative pursuits because like i just want to and then don't don't have me learn about stuff see you you are like i admire your veracity for learning things because you're like like i'll show an interest in something but you will be like this is a cool thing and then you will dive <laughs> in and the next time i talk to you you're like yeah rob i learned about this right here then this setting here then does this and like when did you learn all this and it's like it's super dope it's super dope. Yeah, yeah, that the the funny thing is about that, it takes me a long time to get to that point because mm. there's but so many things or um there's but so many things that can capture my attention and keep me there. Like I can sit down for like a Skillshare course, but the next thing you know, I'm like, mm, new window. And so I'm like simultaneously doing something while I'm watching the course. So what I've been I've been trying to get creative with the ways that I um how I incorporate like my learning because I'm just like I I'm a doer like I learn through experience I don't like sitting still and having to just listen to somebody talk yeah. unless it's podcasts I love podcasts but that's because the beauty of podcasts you can do stuff and still listen exactly. to it mm -hmm. and so it's just like when I have to sit down and like watch a visual and I'm just like I'm falling asleep like at my desk and I'm just like, this isn't good. I have to, I have to get, you know, um, I had to come up with creative ways of just keeping like myself, you know, focused. But when I get it, when I get it, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> Man, that's, that's, that's cause like audiobooks and podcasts are like, mm -hmm. that's how I've been able to do a lot this year. And cause those, like you said, like you can do other stuff while that's playing in the background. Mm -hmm. I feel that. So how are you using creativity in your life? What I should probably say is, how aren't you using creativity in your life? Like you're doing, 
like all these things that you're doing, just the stuff that I know about, tell the people. Okay, so the main thing, you know, number one <laughs> is uh, <laughs> the main thing that I've been doing uh, is, is it's pretty much a big no-no. I've been consuming way too much. And that's something that I am um, I'm coming to grips with. I hate that I have to like start cutting down. It's like cutting sugar, you know what I'm saying? Like I cannot get enough of it. If I decide I'm not going to watch Netflix today, next thing you know, I'm on YouTube for hours. So I'm just like, girl, you basically just swapped out, you know, like processed and refined sugar for like coconut sugar or fruit. It's that coconut sugar. It's better. Ain't it's a little, coconut? you know, it might be a little healthier because you, you, you support an independent artist versus like these big movie companies. But at the same time, you're still wasting time. Mm. And so it's like, you're still eating the sugar. So mm. it's just, I don't know, like I have to, I have to, um, I'm, I've been, currently on a search for like the perfect app that just blocks things for me mm. um you know I, you can put like you know screen time up and you can block certain apps for a certain amount of time i need an app that just blocks out the entire site <laughs> and, and just like blocks it for like the entire day like no janessa you need to focus you need to focus <laughs> so that's how i'm i'm trying to be creative in my thinking mm. you know um and on top of that, I also use it to de-stress, uh, but not in a way that I usually do. Like, you know, when I'm creating, I'm, I'm making videos and um, uh, practicing like in front of the camera, you know, because I'm trying to get better with just like talking to people and, you know, keeping you interested and stuff. Um, but lately, my creativity has been through my writing. Um, I'm currently working on my site right now so that I can start putting my uh, stream of consciousness, like excerpts that I put in my journals, like up there, you know, cause I'm like, I know there's somebody out there that thinks like this and they're probably like, I feel like I'm the only one. And if you, you know, see that you're just like, Hmm, she thinks kind of like me, like she's going through something similar. This feels very regular, but reassuring. You know, like everybody puts their best foot forward on social media all the time. And, you know, like I'm not the best with social media because I try to live more so in the real world. But it's just like I can still put my thoughts on paper and feel good that I got it out. But I'm like, how is this going to help anybody if it's just sitting in this book? Mm. So I'm currently working on making all of my writings electronic so that I can share them with the world. And then eventually adapt them to make into like some form of like film because I do need to get better with my filmmaking. I love filmmaking so much, but like lately my cameras have been collecting dust. Like this web camera has been getting to work and I'm pretty sure my Sony and my Canon are like, what the F chick, like what's going on? Like you neglecting us. So it's like, I'm trying to, take my my leisure creativity and translate it into the creativity that I'm you know trying to get on track for you know productivity and my career and all of that because I eventually want to get picked up by like a studio whether it's like big or small like I want to be you know somebody's uh somebody's assistant somebody's uh editor you know like I want to be in in these big old bays and looking at like a Duvernay or somebody walk by like Janessa, you got that? Yeah, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. I'll turn it on Wednesday. Like you know, I'm just trying to, 
are trying to get there and I can see myself there, mm-hmm. but um, I just know I need to share more and I need to put myself out there more because I realized like maybe probably like a year or two ago, like working at my job, a lot of people like look forward to what I have to say. And I self-doubted for so long that it's just like, even though I naturally take these leadership roles, is to enforce somebody else's, you know, rule. And for me, I'm like, well, I could do this too for myself. So I'm I'm working on that now. I'm working on uh I feel like I'm slowly finding my voice and I'm working on putting it out there so that, you know, it can inspire people to find theirs as well. Mm. That's that's what it's about, is it's inspiring other people to to find theirs. And sometimes you don't know how that will go because because sometimes you don't think you're the one that can do that mm-hmm. until you do it. And then someone and it means it means a lot when somebody reaches out to you and lets you know that they're digging what you're doing and mm-hmm. then that you did that inspires them to do something. Cause you yeah. know, it's like being a creative, especially a black creative, it's like, depending on what space you're in, there's not a lot of us that get that shine that other people get. So it's like, each one of us inspires like two or three other people to do something, even if it's like just people like within your circle or within your sphere of influence. And Mm -hmm. I just feel like, cause you got the photography, videography, like you have the game, you streaming on Twitch. And then you're also, you just have like the ideas in your head that can be any of those things. So you have like, cause there's there's the main skill set as far as being a creative and you touched on it at the very beginning is like the mind because it all comes from there first and then everything else is do you have the capacity to like execute it and take it forward so yeah that's your computer like you got to take care of your computer and in order for you to stay on track you got to make sure that you're you're taking in the right commands so that when you decide to hit execute you know it, it comes out regardless of it's right or wrong it comes out like just put it out there um so yeah (laughs) so what is your favorite creation by someone else and what Mm -hmm. is your favorite creation by you okay all right so favorite creation by somebody else this right here you know like i'm i'm not a fan of the 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 favorite question because I like so much, mm. um, but I'm gonna keep it in the realm of like, uh, I'll say visuals, movies, videos, whatever. Um, I have like these temporary current faves. Like I, I literally make lists of like, what am I currently obsessed with right now? And these are the things that usually like stay my faves for like a time. And then if they're like really good, they'll end up on like a top 10 somewhere. So, um, my current favorite is uh, um, Misha Green's take on Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Lovecraft Country, the show, is so good. Like, you see how excited I am. I It makes my little, my little geeky heart, like, flutter. Like, I, I love it. Um, pretty much it involves, like, my favorite genres, like, fantasy, horror, sci-fi, black history. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, the fact that you know, she throws these little callbacks to like figures in history that a lot of people don't know about, but I, 
my parents put black history books like kid books i'm i'm currently looking for these books now so i can put them in my arsenal for when i have children but like they used to give us these black history books these little this little brother and sister that wore kente cloth and they would travel through time and like meet historical figures like bessie coleman and and martin luther king and it, it was just amazing and they had ethnic names and they would just ask them questions and like literally be little you know kind of like ghost-like figures watching history go on and they're asking their guide questions like um why did you know harry tubman pass out like that and they're just like oh well you know she has dizzy spells because she was hitting the head with um an iron when she was younger and it's just affected her ever since then they're just like oh she's so brave that she deals with this thing but she still thought to free slaves you know even with this disability so it's just like seeing stuff like that growing up I was very knowledgeable on a lot of figures and a lot of like events in history that involved my heritage. Mm. So it was just like seeing, seeing um, a show that's so wonderfully written and the characters are like fleshed out. Like you don't see a show where it has like a huge cast and a lot of the characters are well-rounded. Like some of the characters fall flat, but in this show, everybody, everybody are like, little um little onions and you just peel back the layers and you still see more like it's it's so good and the fact that she was able to create an entire world or entire universe around this book because like it take they take the source material and then they just develop it some mm. people just take the source material and throw it out the window like oh i like this book and um yeah so that's that uh let's just keep the title and just change everything so it, i i love this show i rewatch it over and over some episodes not so much but like even those episodes are still good they're still good and they're still supportive to the story and it's just amazing now as far as an overall favorite, these are the things that are my permanent, like in my top three. Um, my favorite creation of all time. I watched this movie over and over and over and over and over. Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Um, it was written by Charlie Kaufman, who writes really great screenplays. And um, uh, he was assisted by Pierre Bismuth as well as the director, I believe his name is Michelle Gondry. And Gondry is a French director. Um, and he, I don't know if a lot of people know of his movies. He makes these quirky, like quirky films that involve like stop animation and and just like esoteric themes. Like they're really cool. But, you know, I don't know if most people know this, but he directed Dave Chappelle's Block Party. So, like, that's the only one movie that I could say that's relevant that people might know of, you know, that thing. But, like, his his personal films, like, they're so good. Like, um, he directed one of my other favorites. Uh, was it Be Kind, Rewind, with, like, Most Deaf and Jack Black. Oh, my God. Where all they do is remake movies that they messed up. Like, they, they sweeted them. And basically remade them into like these little home movies. So you see like a home movie version of like Rush Hour. It's like the greatest thing ever. <laughs> but yeah, like, you know, Gondry and Kaufman, you know, come together and they create this story 
about this man who's heartbroken because he found out that his girlfriend got into an argument with him and was she's so hot-headed and so brash that she decided to go to a company and get all memories of him erased out of her head Mm. and it was just like the whole time he's just like you know what I'm gonna go back and I'm gonna do it too but then like you are in his brain and you're traveling with him from like the most recent memory of them fighting to the first memory ever of them meeting and like you see the story of them falling in love backwards Mm. so you go from heartbreak to falling in love to you know being strangers that just met but it's just like in the end they you know felt like two people that were in love that are strangers again and so it's just like he ends up meeting her again and she doesn't know who he is and it just turns into a whole thing like it's it's a wonderful movie about cycles and and um, soulmates and just like figuring out if you know some types of love if it's worth it like it's a wonderful love story it's quirky Jim Carrey Kate Winslet like what kind of combination is that but it's just like they they work so well and then I could relate to the movie so much because I felt like there were times where I felt like I in previous relationships I dated a Joel and I can't be upset I feel like I'm Clementine but at the same time through different phases in life like the last the first Joel I ever dated was in high school and that was just like that would be like if Joel and Clementine had met each other at 15 and then I met another guy who reminded me of that Joel figure when I was in my 20s and it didn't work between us because we were so different but it was just like it felt the same way and now the person I'm currently with still feels like a Joel, but it feels like a better fit. It feels like the more aware version of the people that was in the movie, like near the end, they're starting to become aware, like, oh my gosh, I erased you. You erased me. And they're just like, what's the point of getting together if we know we're going to end up hating each other? And it's just like, no, we don't know if we're going to hate each other. It's just, you know, and it, you decide like if it's worth it or not. And I just love that movie so much. Um, and then of course, you know, moving on to an honorable mention, uh, Guava Island by Donald Glover. I love a great story as well as visuals, like the colors, everything, as well as like amazing music and a score, like a a good score will make me forget about bad acting. I can't lie. Like I could watch something that's got terrible acting in it and maybe an iffy storyline, but if you got a wonderful score and the one thing that I do love about all of those people that I mentioned, their art, their, in their works, they usually have like different types of music for characters, you know, like back in the day with them cartoons, like Peter and the Wolf. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate like music and like how it accompanies stories. And so it's just like how each character had their own theme and you could tell who was in you know, the scene based on the music you're hearing, or you could tell the emotion that you're supposed to feel based on the song that's out there. Like Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind, like I listen to that soundtrack all the time because the soundtrack is basically the OST and I, I can listen to both interchangeably and I can always tell what scene is taking me to based off of what I'm listening to. Mm. So it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. And I, I just, 
I love good art. <laughs> I love artsy fartsy movies. Like I love good film that incorporates a great deal of art. Hmm. Um, and as far as a creation, uh, my favorite creation by me, it would have to be my first um, big project that I worked on called Behind the Scenes. It was a micro documentary that I did. Uh, it featured a local clothing designer and she was putting together her first fashion show. It took five weeks to film. Um, and it took me four months to complete because I had to do interviews and all of that. I had to do promo work. Um, we did a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. I had to get the final fashion footage from like a, another photography company that she had come to do the photography and the videography. So I incorporated that into the intro of my documentary and used the behind the scenes stuff for the rest of it. And it was a pretty fun project. And it was just like, I compare a lot of the things that I do as far as like talking heads and interviews, I compare a lot to that initial project. And it's kind of like, you know, when you get an initial high off of something that you try for the first time and you're always chasing that feeling, mm. that's how it feels. So I look forward to replacing it as a favorite, but right now I'm trying not to be too hard on myself and get stuck in like, you know, the heyday memories, you know, like those guys that, win championships and they're just like well back in the day I was a football champ state champ you know all American blah blah but you're like 40 years old dude like calm down that was high school so I that's how I feel when I think about my first project and I'm like no Nessa you really put love into that and you did it by yourself you were our army of one it's okay to love your first baby like it's okay <laughs> like all of my videos are my babies but it's just like doing that in the format and the the participants in it like they it, just thinking about it it made me happy and not saying that me doing other projects made me happy I'm good I felt like doing those projects helped push those brands and those businesses that I featured like pushed them forward I did that to benefit others but this one this was my first big thing so like even though it benefited the person that I did it for I felt like it benefited me because it made me feel like I was official. Mm. It's just like, yeah, you did that. Like you really did that. I still go back and I watch it. I'm just like, I love this, but I don't really watch my other videos like that because I'm just like, eh, it was a job, did it move forward. But it's just like this one, it felt, I just, I want to feel like that about at least the majority of my projects. I don't need to feel about that about, every project but it's just like I want to be able to put that kind of love into every project where I'm just like all right Janessa you leveling up you leveling up look at that style you did that but it's just like I, I wanted to feel like it's a personal thing even if it's some if a project for somebody else I still wanted to feel personal to me to a certain extent I don't want to I don't need to hold on to every single video but it's just like I, I just I appreciated the feeling I got after hitting export Mm. that's what's up that's dope that's dope man you did do that you you did that thing on thank that you documentary. so I appreciate that this might be a great segue into this these last two questions right here which is what's <laughs> something you've wanted to create but haven't yet and what's stopping you from doing it so you're trying to top that thing so how you gonna top that thing girl okay okay so i got that okay um originally I wanted to do a travel series featuring black owned businesses. Uh, Cause um, 
for the most part, a lot of the people that I did features with, they were black owned businesses. Um, but I wanted to do like a good old, uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain style, you know, mm. like don't have to be black elite, but you know, like just the, just the, the elite, the homegrown, the mom and pop, the five star. I need, I wanted a mix of all of that, whether it was food, travel, hotels, you know, just showcasing these things. But you know, right now that's on the back burner because of COVID and um, yeah. Uh, it also blows because like I have faith that these small businesses, you know, will make it past this pandemic. But right now it's not looking good. I've seen businesses that's been open for like over 30 and 40 years, like closing down. Mm. And I'm just like, man, like I never got a chance to try them, you know, but right now, like that, that project idea is on the back burner, but something I would love to um, put together. I want to come up with a, I want to create a short horror thriller, you know, like, (laughs) I knew you was going to say I know you're not the biggest fan, but that's that's my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to come up with a short horror thriller. And I have, like, ideas that I've been jotting down and creating, like, little worlds around. Like, I already got character names and, you know, situations, like, written out. Um, And the one thing that stopped me from that is, honestly, finding a crew and funding. Like, like I said before, I am an army of one. And I don't know too many fellow filmmakers that I can collaborate with, like, especially locally. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to travel. A lot of the filmmakers I know, they're in, of course, Cali and, like, Atlanta and a couple in New York that did stay. So it's just, like, I don't, I don't know, especially with, like, COVID looming over as a threat. Like, it's sad. Like, I don't have insurance for myself, but I got insurance on all my equipment. You know what I'm saying? So if anything went bad, or anything broke, I could I could replace the equipment. I can't replace me, you know? <laughs> so it's just like, imagine having to cover others too. So, and I want to be able to ensure that. It's just like, you know, this is the world we live in right now. And I wouldn't want any, I wouldn't want to put any of my crew at risk, but that's my main thing. I know eventually after this, I do want to venture out and I want to collaborate more. And I want to be able to like put together a crew like that like oh I know who to call I call this person to be a key grip or I call this person to like you know um be my cameraman or I could call this person to be you know the the director or the assistant you know like something and it's just like because I can't do it all like I'm running the camera and right now I'm I'm the talent in front of my camera so it's just like I could do the writing but I still want somebody to like you know, look over my stuff and be like, all right, Janessa, this is, this is what you did wrong. This is what you need to, you know, adjust here. Cause I'm, I say I'm a writer, but at the same time, I'm not an official writer. I know people who wrote books, you know what I'm saying? People who write screenplays, professional actresses that teach, you know, their students how to act. I'm not an actor, you know, I can only be me, you know? (laughs) So it's just like, (laughs) so it's just like, I, I plan on, reaching out and just making sure that I, you know, you know, keep tending to those bridges, you know, making sure that I'm still networking, making sure I'm still like being a genuine friend because a lot of these people are like actual friends that check up on me and I check up on them. Um, but I need to reach out and find some people that are like still in this professional, on this professional track, like mm. directors and stuff and like 
you know, not necessarily pick their brain because a lot of people don't like that. They don't like getting their brain picked for free. Uh, <laughs> but it's just like just actually genuinely reaching out and like, you know, being a, a resource to somebody. And then eventually I can learn from being that resource. Mm. So, yeah, like right now, crew, funding, insurance, you know. That's the main thing stopping me. But I am coming up with a couple of solo ideas for just like films that I can't do within my proximity. Yeah. So right now I've been looking at like a couple of horror shorts where they literally had limited crew. Um, there is a, I, I wish I could remember his name because I would like to give him a shout out. But it's just like, there's this one guy, um, his video got taken down from YouTube and he had to dispute it so they could put it back up. He came up with the one room challenge and a one room challenge. What he did was he and his fiance or his wife, um, they rented out a hotel room and legit just shot like two films in that one room. And the films look so different by just changing the lighting, moving around some furniture and like changing the music. And he changed the tone, everything. It was pretty awesome. And he was just like, we literally took a whole weekend and just shot two films in one room. And so he challenged other filmmakers to do that. And so I'm like, maybe I need to come out with my one room challenge, you yeah. know? So, you know, I want to do like a drama and then I want to do like a thriller, you know, like it's just I, so many ideas and I just want to just put them out there. Um, but it's a good thing. Cause I, I feel like I'm overflowing and I rather, I would like to overflow onto paper and, you know, translate that, translate that through film. Mm. I'm yeah. looking forward to these, these one woman projects that you're going to release <laughs> to this world. And yeah, like just take, take it's, it's like two things at the same time. One, I want to tell you to take your time with the mm -hmm. larger ones, but then at the same time, I want you to get some stuff under your belt, but knock some smaller projects out because that's how you'll get better at the it's like reading people because i like to uh like read uh people's like wikipedia pages especially like mm -hmm. people that have become overnight celebrities or all that oh that that doesn't exist exactly because people are like well he, they, he or she usually, usually those people burn out like real fast like those are people who their flame gets really huge because somebody threw a bunch of gasoline on them mm. and then they just die out real fast like that viral that viral celebrity, you know, business is not, that's it's not, not it. Hate, but like it's most not of these people be like, the people like actors and stuff, they'd be like, if you go read their Wikipedia pages, it's like, oh, mm -hmm. they've been doing this for quite some time. And they might've been yeah. in some stuff that you didn't even notice them because they weren't where they are now. But now you go back and you're like, I didn't know, like, I didn't know Don Cheadle was on an episode of Golden Girls. I didn't know that. You didn't know that? I did not know that. Yeah, I love Golden Girls. So, like, I remember that episode, you know, Blanche with her. It's pride. It's my family. I was like, Golden Girls went there about the Confederate. What? I'm like, man, I love me some Cheadle. I love me some Cheadle. And then I love seeing actors that I've been watching since, like, their, like, web series days. Like, when I saw Will Catlett in the latest episode of Lovecraft Country, I was like, I've been watching that guy since, since that guy, like, since Janine Daniels, that guy. She made this awesome show that created a lot of buzz for the network that it was on, you know, on YouTube. And it was just like, 
she said that she knew he was going to go places. And the next thing you know, this guy is going around joining writer's rooms, like after doing auditions because they saw more in him. They were just like, bro, you are more than an actor. Like, do you want to try writing a little bit? So he's got like writing credits and all of that. And just seeing him in all these shows, Black Lightning and uh, Love Is, like, it's just, it's pretty awesome. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, I've been watching that dude since, since he was on a web series, you know, like it's pretty awesome just seeing like where somebody can start and like where they are now. And, you know, the people focus on the now too much. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, if you go back and you watch somebody's like, like their whole filmography or you go back and you listen to somebody's discography. Like I've been listening to Don Glover's music since cul-de-sac. Like I've been listening to him since his mixtape days. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, it's just nice seeing where he is, where he's this huge guy, where he's an actor, a director, a writer. He still does music. Even like, even with him saying he wants to retire his music, I know he can't stay away from it because it's still a, a pure form of expression for him. Mm. So it's just like, I, I like taking all of that in. Like, even if I'm not the biggest fan of certain works, like I will still support just because I'm like, I love this person so much and I love their art so much that it's just like, I can still watch the stuff that's not so great. And I like the journey. Like I think too many people Mm -hmm. get caught up on the destination and not the journey. And it's like, like I remember watching uh, Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl, watching Issa Bay, and I'm like, this is a dope show. And I was watching it like it was like a real show. Like, yes. I ain't watch it like it was on YouTube. I was like, man, when the next episode coming out? Cause I need, I need to know what happens. And now she out here getting her, she got her own studio, got a record label, got all kinds of stuff, putting other people on. That's goals. That's goals. I want to work for, uh, I want, I do want to work for, uh, Issa Rae Productions. That's, that's on the, that's on the list. Even if it's like a temporary editor, I don't care. I just, I need that on my resume. He's like, oh yeah, Issa Rae Productions. <laughs> yeah. It's something slight. Just a little something. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me listen. Let me a couple out. You creative know what I'm creative a couple media sh- real quick. Short films. You know, I had that. <laughs> you know. But I know you can do it. And I Thank have you. full faith in you that you will do it. Because you got all the ideas. You just got to get that content out there and let the people right. see how great you are. You're right. I love it. Right. I love it. Well, thank you for being on this podcast, Janessa. You know what I'm saying? I, thank I you for this having me. Platform to, you know, to, you know, showcase all the creativity that's out there, especially amongst my friends. And you are one of the most creative people that I know. So I appreciate you not just on this podcast, but in my life. Mm-hmm. And I want you to tell the people where they can find you on the social medias. Well, first off, thank you for having me. And the feeling is mutual. You know, I love you. You're my brother. And I just really appreciate the opportunities that you provided for me, like from years back when we first met. And I was just like, this guy is going to keep this group straight. (laughs) And it's crazy because like, you still doing it. Like even (laughs) after the huge break that we all took because of real world and real life stuff, like you got us back together and was just like, you know what? You know, no pressure. Just let's start an accountability group, but let's put it under the same name. You know? <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? That's fine. That's fine. I can participate in that. That's cool. 
Um, but yeah, I just, I appreciate you. And I know that this podcast is going to go far because everything you, you touch turns to gold. Like you have your, you have your fan base, man. It's, it's getting there. It's getting there. They're going to, it's going to, it's going to grow exponentially. And I feel like it's because you put your touch on everything. Cause you know, ultimate creative, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like I said, that DNA signature is there. That's that, that's that creative Bobby, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So yeah, I I really appreciate that. Um, as far as uh where you can find me, you can find me on any platform where you can connect with friends and family and stalk your exes. Uh, you know the Instagrams, the Facebooks. Um, pretty much if you want to see my professional work, you can look me up on uh, Facebook and Instagram under the Knockout Visual. That's all together one word: the Knockout Visual. And um, my portfolio is on the knockoutvisual.com. It's currently under construction, but it's coming up soon. Um, and uh, my personal things, you know, my streaming and all that, uh, you can find me out um, at Knockout Nest. That is K-N-O-C-K-O-U-T-N-E-S-S. All together, like Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> Say it together. You know what I'm saying? Knockout Nest. You can find me on Instagram. You can find me on every platform under Knockout Nest. And then knockoutnest.com is where my blog will be, where I will be putting my most random thoughts up, uh, as well as uh, a lot of streaming gear. I have, like, ideas. Uh, these ideas are going to come out. Um, and also, if you want to catch me live, I am trying to stick to this schedule. I'm working on it. Uh, you can find me on twitch.tv slash knockoutnest. And I stream Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday around 2 p.m. I play a variety of video games. Um, apparently, I'm going to start working on doing some just chatting streams where I talk to the people uh, because I like talking. I love talking. You know, and I, I could do that for hours. So it's just like I might pick a designated day where I literally just just chat with the community and and just like play games and just talk about you know stuff that's going on and and you know just just kick it like some of my favorite channels are just chatting channels where they literally are talking to their community and it's it feels like therapy honestly mm. not necessarily for the streamer because the streamer is just like giving all this inspirational stuff and these nice little morning messages or afternoon messages and their chat is like soaking it in and asking questions and I'm like, I want to incorporate something like that too. It'd be like no stress. I don't have to worry about games bogging down my PC while, you know, I'm trying to make sure the stream's perfect. Like, no, just, just chill. Come as you are, take your shoes off, leave them at the door and just, you know, come chill. Like, so yeah, that's where you can find me. You can find recorded works on all them platforms, YouTube, all of that. And um, catch me live on Twitch. That is what is up. That's what's up. And that's going to be it for us guys on this episode. Thanks again to Janessa for being on the episode. And remember, as you go along in life, teach as you learn and inspire as you do. See y'all yep. next time.